Well, a review has found Immigration New Zealand didn't properly assess the risk of visa abuse when it loosened settings for the accredited employer work visa scheme. The scheme launched 18 months ago as part of the then-government's post-COVID settings resulted in numerous cases of migrants paying to come here for jobs but arriving to overcrowded living conditions and little or no work. The Public Service Commission report also found staff at Immigration New Zealand raised concerns about migrants being exploited, but they say they were ignored. We're joined in the Wellington studio now by Carolyn Tremaine, the Chief Executive of MB, which is responsible for Immigration New Zealand. Kia ora, good morning. Good morning, Karen. This report says, and by and large, you were under pressure to increase the number of, I guess, workers coming in, that the implementation was okay, but there was no risk assessment done prior as to the potential for abuse. Why not? Look, it was a really um, difficult and challenging period of time post-COVID. And I think um, in the report, the reviewer calls it a perfect storm. And it was in many respects. There was a huge um, surge in demand. Uh, There was um, a significant skill shortage in New Zealand. Employers were really crying out for um, people to come into the country. And uh, the AEWV scheme was a very uh, significant change. The previous systems had been migrant-led. This new system was employer-led. And it, of course, had different processes for employers and it had uh, new processes and a new system well, given that, again, well. come back to my question, surely that would have been a red flag that said we better keep a very close watch on this and do a, a risk assessment because ultimately the report says this was a high-trust model. You couldn't possibly assess or check every single uh, employer. So why wasn't that risk assessment accompanying it? So the um, system was high trust, as you've um, rightly said. The uh, declaration that an employer completes as part of the application process to be an accredited employer asks a lot of information, including uh, requiring them to declare that they are genuine and viable business. Actually, our risk assessment processes uh, start offshore. So we have uh, risk and verification people located in strategic markets offshore. And as part of their processes, they are managing social media, reaching out to potential migrants to make sure that they are well informed about their rights in in New Zealand. So what went wrong then if they were doing that? So uh, that is one layer or the first step in providing migrants with a good understanding of the operating environment in New Zealand. Uh, We also have people who uh, work as liaison officers who are working with uh, different parts of uh, the community in New Zealand, uh, people who are working with ethnic communities, uh, people who work alongside our refugee team. And so uh, as a new system arises, we build a body of information that gives us a basis Mm. on which to determine risk. But that's not much good if those concerns aren't being listened to. And if we move to what is perhaps the most alarming element of this report is that staff started raising concerns Something that they say around early 2023, some say even before that, but the documented concerns started to come in from 20, early 2023. Uh, it took until August for there to be a review. Why did it take months, three months, I think, at least, before there was a review when you were being told that there were clear problems? Yes, so this is one of the most concerning parts of the report for me. Uh, One of the uh, things that we uh, felt 
at the time was that uh, staff were obviously adjusting to a new uh, system and certainly from my perspective we often see that staff have early insights and um, and their ability to put those ideas forward and have them listened to does not mm. seem but this to is, work this is this the time. thing here, isn't it? They did have early insights, but the report says they were dismissed effectively because it was seen that, oh, they didn't understand the new system. So I think uh, there was an element of uh, specificity was missing in terms of some of the information that was coming up. There was a general concern, but really we can only act on. Some well, in one instance, there was a, there was thing. this "ask me anything" hui, which was one of the communications mm-hmm. mechanisms. Uh, the report says I think there were of 133 concerns or questions raised. 20%, 20, I think about 26 of them were about the accredited employer scheme. Yeah. So that, that doesn't suggest that it's isolated. Uh, so uh, you're absolutely right. And my uh, expectation of the head of immigration is that we actually have an effective communication process that allows staff to raise things and have their concerns addressed and answered and fed back to them. But the, the, the thing is, though, it also says in the report that at one point, I think it was in May, they changed the rules so that you could no longer make raise concerns anonymously. And the staff then felt that that suddenly meant they couldn't and, that, and they were demoralised by that. Yes, once again, um, that, that also concerned me when I read the report because uh, having an environment where staff feel that they can put forward ideas and they're listened to and that their insights are acted on. In April 2023 was the first time that we um, that my head of immigration indicated that she had information that could be actioned on. So this is April you were first aware that there was clearly some problems emerging? Uh, absolutely. That was the first formal um, time that we had something that was identified and actionable. And so from that time, we started uh, looking at the risk assessment and started changing settings. Uh, from but it continued right through to August. And I would note during that period, what's well, still continuing now, arguably, but to a lesser extent, during that period, there were repeated media stories. Did you not see any of these very alarming media stories that were being done showing large groups of people living in housing. Clearly, I mean, arguably, some people were suggesting human human trafficking. Did that, did that not raise red flags for you? Absolutely. Uh, and migrant exploitation is absolutely abhorrent. And what did you do when you saw these reports, these media reports? Because the report notes that the media is actually a very important tool for Immigration New Zealand to get a handle on things. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I totally agree with uh, that statement that um, employers can give us a lot of information. In the context of this, there are 33,000 accredited employers and 174 employers so far as part of our migrant investigation um, investigation work that has occurred. Um, only 174 Organisations. Mm. I, I want to come back to that question though, because there is an element of accountability in here and who mm. and responsibility to ensure this doesn't happen again. Who is accountable? And did you and did senior did you ask senior management when you saw these media stories repeatedly coming through of clear clear exploitation? Did you act on those? Did you did you did you ask? Absolutely, um, we we looked at those. Um, uh, those instances, we investigated them. Not of all complaints are upheld, 
Uh, so we get uh, quite a few complaints uh, through our migrant exploitation 0800 number and we investigate every one of those. We've opened a number of investigations uh, formally and we have uh, done a number of post-accreditation checks, around 2,700 uh, checks mm. so far with a further 600. Are, are there any management repercussions here in terms of employment issues? Was there any, have you raised any concerns with senior management at Immigration New Zealand as to their performance and why this was allowed to happen? Uh, clearly, we have had uh, a lot of discussion uh, about the issues. The review focused on the operational implementation. The employment matters are separate uh, alongside that if any need to be acted on. I'm also uh, very clear with my Head of Immigration what our expectations are about work in this area and um, I'm extremely um, concerned about a number of the issues that have been raised in the report. We are clearly um, going to put a, a plan of action uh, around each of the recommendations and we'll work hard to mm. fix those issues. One of the other red flags here is the number of applications declined. If we look at I know it's not apples for apples here, mm. but if we go back to 2019 essential skills out of, I think, 49,000 approved, there was a decline rate of 8%. Mm. Uh, that had dropped to 2% in 2023. I mean, did that not raise some alarm bells that that something was, you know, people were being waved through here? So we tightened the settings as soon as we became aware of the increased risk and um, in June last year, and the settings are pretty much as they were under the Would previous... you expect that decline rate to go back to something similar to tw as 2019? Well, the decline rate will be, um, I think, um, likely to increase. Uh, we are definitely seeing a different risk profile post the COVID environment than we saw pre-COVID. And as we build up that body of um, data... Uh, with the new system, we'll have a much clearer understanding of how we can manage How many this. prosecutions have there been of, of anybody who's abused this system? Uh, so we have currently 174 investigations. We've revoked 145 employers' accreditation, and we have 53 employers But how many prosecutions? Uh, at this stage, we have one licensed immigration advisor uh, being prosecuted, and at this stage, the investigations are not completed to the point where a prosecution... I mean, do you, do you need to be throwing the book at these guys to set an example... I mean, one doesn't seem very many. I mean, is there a need to go perhaps to a bit harder to send an example to the world that this will not be tolerated exploitation? Absolutely, migrant exploitation should not be um, not be tolerated. What we have here is uh, uh, thirty three thousand employers who have been accredited the vast majority of whom are good employers and migrants enjoy a good experience coming to New Zealand. What we have is some unscrupulous employers who are a very small percentage that we have identified and we will take appropriate action. But a lot of them have... Once just, the investigation Sure, but a lot completed. of them came through when the systems were, well, I don't want to say lax, but they were, where they were more relaxed. So you're going to have to go back, aren't you, and re-audit a lot of these uh, well, the migrant exploitation um, 0800 line gives us an opportunity to identify migrants have been uh, 
in a position where they feel they have been exploited, every one of those complaints gets followed up uh, by yeah, we our know that those team. Migrants are in a weak position Absolutely. in terms of language barriers. They've got issues with money. There's a there's a power imbalance. But this is where I think some of the communities and our outreach into those communities can help us. So um, we work really closely with the NGO sector in this um, area. We have really good contacts through the refugee work that we do in different communities of New Zealand. And I would urge anybody who has information to please forward it through to us. We will act on every amount. Okay, we've got to go, but very quickly, you've, you've been presumably like most government departments asked to make major savings and cuts to your back office rather than front line. Will cuts affect your ability to do this, do the proper audits in future? Absolutely not. Thank you very much for your time. Carolyn Tremaine, that is the Chief Executive of Embi.